0: Best in the biz, about that time and you know what it is Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth Never gonna lie, never gonna lose Always on top, keeping it steady He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready He got the suplex, breaking your back Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz Alright, 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 jobbers, what's up? What's up? Thanks for downloading this episode right here of the Taz Show If you think about it it's actually a pretty big deal uh, because of the number we're at, but before I get into that, uh, I want to let you know that I want to thank everybody for downloading this episode at uh, either show.com or Radio.com on the app or on the actual website. Much appreciated, or maybe you did it over at Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Um, very much appreciated, and all the support for all the years, as you guys know. So I just wanted to obviously say that right out of the box. So, yeah, this is the episode 600. Well, it's a big deal, but it's not a gigantic deal. I mean, uh, you know, I feel like it's it's a milestone, kind of. You know, 500 was definitely a big milestone. And, uh, you know, God willing, I get to 1,000. That'll be a big, big milestone. But this is episode 600. So I appreciate you checking this out. No, no special guest, nothing fancy, none of that stuff the guest is actually uh the audience uh trying to be a little more interactive as i can here but i don't have live phone lines here anymore so i I, you know try to trying to to come up with different concepts with the crew um a couple people people behind the scenes here crying brian's one of them you got a lot of guys know crying brian just coming up with different ways so um different creative concepts to get the audience involved here with this podcast the tash show so in in regards to wrestling so that's that's what i, I think we got a pretty good thing here it's not a um okay you guys are familiar with a town hall right town hall meetings like a lot of you know a lot of areas of the country or the world you know having a town hall it's like a big meeting it's like oh 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 town hall Wow. Ah, you know it's like the the big heads of state and the people ask questions or make statements or comments, and from the from the area, the town, the neighborhood, or the little league baseball league, whatever the hell it is. Um, so, basically, that's town hall meeting. This is Taz Hall meeting. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. You might think that it took a while to come up with that name. It actually didn't. Uh, basically, it's just a fancy name for. A Q&A session from Facebook with you guys. That's basically what this is. I just uh, you know, felt like let's put a little fancy twist on it, put a little gimmick on it, and uh, and make it a little bit more uh, in, in that realm. So got some awesome response on Facebook at Taz, uh, at uh, Facebook.com slash show uh, earlier over the weekend um, uh, posed a question. Just, you know, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? You see a lot of people who do podcasting uh, in the realm of podcasting, not just wrestling that photos questions out there i don't normally do that i usually come up with different either topics or a reaction or a guest or what have you i very rarely do that like that but it's kind of cool you know it's kind of cool you know i'll do that once in a while and it's it's a taz hall so a taz hall meeting simple 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 you know what town hall is now you know if you don't know now you know you thought you knew but you didn't know but now you know you know all right anyway um before i get rolling you know mentioning some of the stuff and some of these questions and things that i'm going to talk about in this episode of the podcast from a wrestling perspective are very cool i think you guys are going to dig it some of you guys had some awesome awesome questions i got a bunch of them i'm going to get to and it's gonna be a lot of fun um speaking of fun i want to talk about a a a fun new uh, uh, you know company advertiser that that is getting involved the company getting involved with the taz show here and it's um Basically, game time. Game time is the top destination for last-minute tickets, guys, to any live events. You know, unlike Ticketmaster and StubHub, who, who overwhelm you with so many choices and steps and all this other minutia, uh-uh, the Game Time app shows you the only the only i should say only shows you the best values in makes uh, when making to buy tickets incredibly uh it makes it so easy and fast and simple and that's the beauty of game the game time app it's an awesome app that's got there's tons invested in this app it really is smooth as heck man um listen to make selecting tickets even easier game time shows you an actual high resolution photo Of the view from your seat how sick is that so from your seat you get a high-res photo that's pretty legit as they say legit legit plus the game time guarantee has you covered they guarantee you'll receive your tickets in time for your for the event or they'll be valid for entry Um, so it's awesome. GameTime app. I was messing around with it. Uh, I, I know I, got, I, I hooked up a family men, member of mine with it because, you know, I have a deal for you. Always got deals. No matter if you're looking for sports, music, or shows, tickets, it doesn't matter. You can find them all under one roof at GameTime. That's the beauty of this. Um, it's awesome. So here's the deal. Uh, for $15 off your first purchase, please visit usegametime.com TAZ. Okay, and make sure you use that promo code, T-A-Z, Taz. Again, I will spell it out. Uh, you spell out it's Use Game Time. So it's U-S-E-G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E. Okay, so usegametime.com slash T-A-Z. It's awesome. You're going to get $15 off your first purchase. Make sure you use the promo code, Taz, uh, and enjoy it, man. Get, get tickets simply, easy, quick. Get the best deals, and uh, unlike those other companies like Ticketmaster and StubHub that make you crazy with choices and steps and whatnot, this is simple, quick, and you're getting great deals on it. So make sure you check out the GameTime app. It's awesome. So uh, anyway, so that's the dealio. All right. So uh, as we roll along here, so I said we got some, uh, some really cool, uh, you know, questions and stuff like questions i should say easy for me to say questions i said the word question kind of weird there um, from a lot of folks on the facebook live so uh right out of the box we're, we're gonna get rolling i'm not gonna waste any time here so eric michael haber okay um he said i'd like to know what wrestlers think of fans that mark for pitches and autographs at hotels slash airports vince mcmahon will stop if you can find him yet Many of the lesser-known names will blow you off. I know nobody's entitled to a picture or autograph, but in some cities, there are no scheduled signings, uh, so the airport slash hotel is the only way. I think some of these guys forget what it's like to be a fan. That's from Eric Michael Haber. Eric, I appreciate it, dude. Uh, great question. I understand what you're saying. Um, so, obviously, I cannot speak for every single single male or female wrestler, but... Um, as an overview, I will tell you, I, I disagree that, that, you know, some of these guys forget what it's like to be a fan. I don't think that's the case. And when you mention someone like Vince McMahon, that he'll stop by, uh, if he's around to sign autographs, yeah, I, I agree. Vince is very fan friendly. Um, I'm going to be honest. Okay. So uh, a couple of things here, a lot of times, okay, y- you get fans that are at an airport at like you know you're taking a departure flight you're leaving at like you know whatever you get to the airport like 5 a.m 4 30 in the morning and you get a handful of fans there that have the books with a million photos and a million action figures and all this stuff and right away your radar goes up as a wrestler and it ticks you off i'm being honest because most of the times those are people that are selling those so now you're selling my likeness um, and, um, it's four thirty in the morning and I'm supposed to be jovial, happy and peppy. And I'm not in the mood because I know you're making money off it. I'm not talking about you, Eric. I'm saying as a whole, um, now not every fan that shows up at an airport at four 30 in the morning is selling autographs. I know that I am well aware, but a lot of them are okay. And you guys know what I mean. And for those of you that do this, or have done this, you guys know I'm spitting the truth now. So that right there ticks guys off. Okay. That, that right there that i promise you the other thing is forget about the time of day a lot of the times you got to understand you you mentioned and use the word lesser known wrestlers will blow you off to be honest a lot of times those lesser known wrestlers the guys and girls that aren't as pushed as hard or maybe they're getting deep pushed or they just never got the big push there's two things happening there they're not making the same money that other people are that are getting a big push or that own the company like you named Vince or they're just, you know, they're not gonna say money and 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 which leads to, not or it leads to being ticked off. They're not in the happiest moods. I'm just being honest. Um I've signed many an autograph pissed off. Uh and not at fans at my situation in said company or whatever, or I wasn't getting pushed, or I didn't like my match, or they didn't like my match or uh, whatever the case may be um i've always tried to sign as much as i can that's the truth um I, you know i i i understand i never thought of it what you're saying eric as far as some areas uh of the country or world uh have uh, people live in cities that there's no scheduled autograph signings there. You know? um so that's why the only way to go is a hotel or an airport um I get that. I understand. I never thought of that, though, but that makes a lot of sense, so I'm glad you brought that up. I I don't have nothing to say to that, to be honest. Um, You know, the wrestlers don't handle the booking, obviously, but also at the hotel, you know, like after a show, for argument's sake, or on the way to a show, let me tell you the the, the persona, the, the mindset of a wrestler. A lot of wrestlers, not all wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers on the way to the arena, when you're leaving the hotel, you're usually... (laughs) <laughs> you're usually in a position where uh, I, I, I don't want to put the curtain back too much where either, you know what they have planned for you and you are not happy about it at a TV for was sake. You're not happy about it because you heard from a writer or an agent the night before, or someone stooged it off to you, whatever, or you're not sure what they're going to do with you. And a lot of times as you're leaving a building, you're a little nervous. And I don't mean nervous to perform. I mean, nervous, like, oh, geez, please. I hope they're not going to have me do some stupid ass shit. And I'm pissed off now and ba, ba, ba. You know, like, oh, man, I need to get a bit of push. I need things to start working better. Like, this stuff happens. It's a mind fuck, dude. Yo, I'm telling you, when you're not a top guy or girl, a lot of times with a lot of these men and women, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's the, the, listen, the training and nutrition, yeah, that's hard. But at the end of the day, that's a lot easier than trying to, you know, stay in good graces with the creative team and Vince McMahon and company. That hope that they keep pushing you, and and having that trepidation of I don't know what they're going to do with me. So when you're leaving a hotel, a lot of times you, you, that's the mindset. You're like, oh fuck, you know what? You know, now what? You know, it, that I'm telling you, it not it happened to me. It happened to a lot of guys that I traveled with. It was a lot of people, a lot of talent. That happens. I'm being frank with you, honestly. Now, after the show, even if you had a great match or a bad match, at the hotel, you know, you're know you off. The clock in your brain, the clock's off. I took my shower. I got done work, and I took my shower. I got my rent-a-car, and I'm heading back to the fucking hotel. I'm down, I'm down to chill now. My, I, I got to the building at 1 p.m for tv that was my call time i've been there all fucking day now it's time to chill and then you show up and there's a bunch of fans that want autographs well you know that those fans are supporting your career and without them you don't make money that's true but it's like oh man this is gonna be tough because i just want to go to the whole i want to go in my room and just you know crash i want to just lay down put the tv on and, and, and chill and just you know grab a beer or whatever or go down to a hotel bar and have a beer and some wings and go to sleep you know i'm serious like you just that's your downtime but you know that's part of the game that you have to support the fans and you do have to sign even though you're tired even though you're not in the mood even though you're pissed off about creative or whatever it is because without the audience without the fans you do not have a career and everyone knows that's not an entitlement and i, I understand what you're saying eric that you know uh you know that nobody's entitled to a pitched autograph, but you kind of are, like, in a good way. I mean, that complimentary. You know, you should expect a pitcher or an autograph from your favorite wrestler or a bunch of – but just don't pull out of a bag, you know, fucking 25 8 by 10s of uh, of the same pose that I'm in <laughs> and 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 16 friggin' uh, fucking – you know uh, action figures and in that gigantic hockey duffel bag he got not you eric but you know what i mean uh there's 15 other wrestlers and you're trying to find wait wait where's tash where is he at dude i've lived this so it's like i can't feel and then you're you're my favorite guy you're my favorite wrestler yeah bullshit you're telling that to the next guy that's behind me here's your autograph have a good day (laughs) that's how it is i'm being frank now that makes it shitty for the real fans that aren't making money off stuff but so anyway that's 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 the deal on that i'm just being honest that's you know uh look that's how that's how it is um okay let's move on so thank you eric uh, haber for the question good question what do we got here sam banks okay hardly any of the podcasts i've listened to since SummerSlam have barely mentioned matt riddle showing up at takeover okay sam first off why in the holy shit show are you listening to any of the podcasts except just the Tash Show? I'm all about loyalty, brother. Come on. I'm kidding, Sam. Hopefully you are a dude. Your name's not Samantha, but you get my point. I'm teasing. Um, as far as Matt Riddle, okay, listen, he is the man. Okay, he is tremendous. Um, not just his is his legitimacy, uh, his demeanor, his look, his style, his athleticism. The guy is just a stud. I am very happy that he's going to be part of uh, WWE and NXT and all that jazz. Matt has been on the Taz show. He's been on my show, I think, when we had video he was on. Uh, if that show is not uh, available, I'll find out from the producers, but then we'll put it as a throwback snack eventually because he was a really fun interview. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, this this is what happened, Sam Sam Banks. Okay, so you're saying that people that have content, podcasts, uh, no one's really talked about Matt Riddle. Well, here's the thing. Um, you gotta understand, dude. When you show a talent and debut a talent at a takeover, SummerSlam weekend, yo, it's very simple to get lost in the shuffle. There's so much going on that it's very, very easy to get lost in the shuffle. And and I think that's what happened with Matt in regards to that. He you know popped up there and he was in the crowd and stuff like that. Uh, But it, it it's just it's tough to. There's so much happening, titles changing hands uh, from NXT to Raw. I mean, you know, stuff on Raw. It's just so much stuff going on. It's not a knock on Matt Riddle. It's just that that's the way it is. But look, WWE will do the right thing with him. He's like I said, he's a bona fide legit athlete. He's the real deal. Big fan of Matt. But th- th- the the thing is, that's that's why you you get it it gets I should say lost in the shuffle when you debut and there's so much other stuff going on. Um, it's tough for the announcers to really talk a ton about him because they're doing a, they're calling a live show. Um, look, we heard we've heard um, we've heard uh, Triple H mention uh, um, uh, Where was it? Somewhere online or somewhere I saw it that he basically said that he feels Matt Riddle is going to be great in NXT. <clears throat> so we've seen that. We've heard that. I should say. So if you're hearing that from the boss, that's 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 who Triple H is. I don't think Triple H is going to say that just out of nowhere. Um, look, like I said, he's he's a tremendous pro wrestler. He's an awesome uh, f- former mixed martial artist, uh, MMA uh, wrestler, fighter. Um, and now that he's with NXT, any of his skills that need sharpening up, they will fix. Um, you know, if you remember, he made his name, at Riddle, uh, when it was, what do you call it, the ultimate fighter? I think it was six or seven uh, on Spike TV. And that, you know, that got him over and stuff with UFC and all that stuff. Um, but, he, uh, look, he is, he's a special talent. He's a really, really, you know, really been earning his stripes as a pro wrestler, uh, doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, geez, I mean, I, from God, he's wrestled from, from uh, PWG to, to, uh, God evolve. I mean, everywhere he's done a lot of stuff, progress. I mean, so he's, he's been, you know, he's been kind of, uh, everywhere, you know, working the circuit and earning his stripes. I mean, kind of the way it should be. So, and, and, um, now he finds himself smack dab in the middle of the, the top company worldwide in WWE world, uh, NXT to be more specific. So, um, it's a, um, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm very happy for him. And like I said, he's been on, you know, he's been on with yours truly, uh, here on the Taz show. So it was, a, it was a ton of fun. Um, and uh, we're going to get that We gotta get that out there for you guys to hear, for those newer fans that didn't hear it. So we'll get it out there. Um, okay, so thank you very much for that question, um, Sam Banks, if that is your real name. Very much appreciate it. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Let's crack this. What else we got here? Oh, here we go. I remember this cat, Earl Kenneth Kirkpatrick. He used to, when we were doing Facebook Live a lot, he was always pop on there. In your opinion... Why it why it's important for the independent scene to succeed and why it's important to support. Oh, Earl, first off, thanks for the question. Uh, why is it important? Dude, uh, I, it's the grassroots. It's the grassroots of the industry right now because the, the, there's no more territories. As we know, for a lot of years, the territory system is gone. So the independence, for lack of better terms, is quasi, you know, the the, the territories. Um, so it's very important to uh, for it to succeed. It's very important uh, important for fans to support. I think you're seeing that as we see Triple H uh, gain more and more control on WWE. He understands that Triple H understands how the value not value the, the how vital um, the independent scene is. So yeah, no, without independent wrestling, um, look because here's the thing. You would think, well, if you listen to me, like, well, wait, Taz, hold on. Why in the fuck is it so important to have independent wrestling when, you know, there's the performance center in Orlando, Florida, that WWE ho- uh, owns, and they groom guys and girls for NXT? What the fuck? Why do I need the independent scene? Well, that's more the reason to have the independent scene. That's more the reason why Triple H... I would assume knows the how important it is that independent wrestling needs to stry, uh, thrive because here's why Yeah, as great as, as that performance center is and as great as the train is on as great as the the structure that Triple H and 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 Shawn Michaels and these guys have down there and which there's no doubt about it it is look at you need talent that's learning and and growing and groom grooming and and growing and whatnot outside of the same spot. Otherwise, you got a bunch of clones, and, and that that that's not good in a business that's full of not just physicality but emotions and you know persona personalities. You need to have guys that come in to perform like a Matt Riddle, who honed his craft on on the indie scene and coming up and coming up and coming up. Now you take them and you polish them up a little bit, kind of like what I did with the finishing school a while back, <laughs> way before there was uh, the Orlando uh, gimmick that WWE has, uh, the Performance Center. So that's that's the right way to do it. Let guys learn and let guys and girls learn and work that that very important independent scene and get better and I think you guys as fans and you know you got to support it if you have independent wrestling anywhere near uh, your home your hometown or wherever you're at go go check it out man grab a couple of your buddies or bring your girlfriend your boyfriend whatever and you know buy a couple of tickets it's, it's not an expensive night and go chill and watch a bunch of guys and girls that are grinding trying to pay yeah look will the wrestling be as crisp and as awesome as Ring of honor or Maybe TNA or WWE? Uh, probably not. In some cases, maybe better. It depends where you go. You know, so many independent companies that are really making money, they got some fucking legit talent. So it depends what you go watch and where you go. Uh, that it, it, there's, there's different types of independent wrestling. But as a whole, to Mr. Kirkpatrick's point, yeah, a question I should say, it, you need to support all, all all of independent wrestling. It's very important. It it, it truly has become the grassroots of our industry. Uh, Hey, guys, um, I just want to say if you or someone that you know is concerned about a veteran, please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Simply dial 800-273-8255 and press the number 1. Or use the online chat function on VeteransCrisisLine.net. Or you can text 838-255. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. Guys, please visit VeteransCrisisLine.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, wanting signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. 800-273-8255, press number one, or online chat function, veteranscrisisline.net, or text 838255. So, um, okay, so this is what's going to happen here. We're going to, uh, man, there's, there's several more that I want to hit. I want to talk about the booking of uh, booking of Becky Lynch. What's my thoughts and opinions on that? Oh, I'm going to tell you—that's a question from someone. We're going to talk a little bit more about. Oh, no, more we're going to talk about the apron. I don't mean the apron when you're cooking something. I mean the apron. Someone has a good question—the apron of the ring. Yeah, the hardest part in the ring, I know. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to here. A lot of awesome stuff from Facebook. Um, talk about journalists in the business. We're going to get into that. Uh, a lot of stuff. Taz show. Sit tight. Be right back. Job is yeah, doing it over here, rocking and rolling. Tad Show, kicking ass, taking names, nowadays, it is. So, uh, episode six, Hondo, six hundred, and reading some um, questions that we pulled out from uh, over the weekend. Some great people on uh, facebook.com slash The Show were kind enough to. You know, throw out some questions to yours truly, you, you guys, the fan base, so uh, the supporters of the gimmick stabers, Furnum Burnham of the Taz Show. So I will, um I will continue. I say I will continue with what I'm doing, and I hope you guys like it because it's a, a Taz Hall meeting, Taz Hall meeting. Yes, gimmick name, gimmick name for basically fucking Q and A, buddy. Yeah, well, that's kind of true. Um, it's a Q&A via the the, the, the gimmick uh, the Facebook So um, Sorry, but uh, it's just it's, I, don't, I don't do this a lot, but I I, don't know, I feel like it's cool I, I like doing this, it's interesting I like it, I like it a lot Alright, so anyway, uh, Ivan Sellis on uh, Facebook The current booking of Becky Lynch Simple question this uh, Gentleman has, so I mean, look at it. I mean, Becky Lynch uh, it Talked about this on my post show For SummerSlam And if you look at, it, like you know, <laughs> a lot of folks were expecting her to turn heel, right? So everybody thought that she was going to turn heel. I'm sorry, to turn heel. I'm doing. Thought that she'd be champion uh, in that three way with Carmella and Charlotte, but Charlotte Flair ended up getting that SmackDown Women's Title. Okay, well, you know the thing is, I, I got to tell you, like I said, man, I, and I'm staying steadfast on this dealio. I think it's better for Becky Lynch that she did not win the SmackDown Women's Title. I think it's better better for Becky Lynch that she turned heel. And you know, I've talked about this. A lot of people think, well, did she turn heel? Because the place popped. Well, you were in Brooklyn. Okay, so when you're in Brooklyn, okay, you get a different type of fan base, just like you would get a pop if you were in Chicago or if you're in Philadelphia or if you're in Massa Square Garden. But if you would have done that, you know, finish where Becky um turns. You know, I in I don't know, let's just say hypothetically in uh Cincinnati, or let's say maybe let's say Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta's a bad example. Let's say uh, Tampa or Atlanta or Fort Lauderdale, something like that. You probably wouldn't have gotten people popping like that, in my opinion, for Becky Lynch. Um it's a hardcore type audience that likes to see turns and see stuff like that. And people did not want it. Seemed like in Brooklyn, for sure, people did not. And even on Twitter, because I got attacked because I thought it was a great match. And people were like, oh, you're fucking talking about you fucking jabroni, you know. So, um, I don't know. I think I don't think people wanted, to, you know, Shaw to win. If I guess they feel like it's like too much push, too much, too much, too much, too much, too much, and they wanted Becky to get it. It's better what happened for Becky. It's better for her career. It's better for her right now. Is she a heel? I mean, I know that's not the question that, uh, you know, you're asking, um, Ivan. Uh, but I think she's a heel. I, I do. I think she's a heel. She's a heel that you like. She's a heel you respect because she's a kick-ass heel. And we'll see where they go with her. I mean, maybe she is a baby face. Now, I... Caught the bulk of what happened on Raw I didn't see all of Raw, so if anything happened On Raw, uh, I'm sorry, how am I doing Raw, Smackdown, um, I didn't catch Everything, so if anything happened with that I might have missed it, so pardon my ignorance I apologize, but I'm just talking about What I saw at SummerSlam um, When Charlotte got Beat up by uh, because, you know, by uh, Becky Lynch, I, I think it's better Because now you can grow, if you're Becky you can grow, not that she couldn't grow as the Champ, but you can grow in this heel persona per se. You know, or okay, maybe she is a, a baby face with a heel tendency, so she's just a no shit he a no shit baby face that's really feels like a heel. I don't know. I mean there's it's a different, you know, there's a lot of gray. Unlike many years ago where there wasn't a lot of gray. Um, you know, there's a lot of gray now with talent. And it, to me, if Becky's not a heel, uh, the fiery redhead, uh, from Ireland is, is dark gray. Like she's got a lot of gray, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the way she turned and she showed a load of intensity and I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I've talked about that before. You know, when you are a heel, it, it's a definitely a, um, a um, not an easier way, a more fun way to really show your physicality and your intensity and we saw that side of Becky come out and explode, and it shocked a lot of people. Some people, were, like I said, loved it, especially in Brooklyn. But you know what? She, Becky Lynch, I think it's this is a great thing for her. I, I It's better, like I said recently, I, it's better, in my opinion, that uh, that she she didn't win the title because now you have room for that growth. It's better to be – like I said, I think I said this on this post-show, if I remember, I do so much shows and content, I forget what I did where – if I bet you, if you asked Becky Lynch before SummerSlam, would you rather defeat um, Carmella for the title and and um, Charlotte and and stay the character you are and be the Smackdown woman's champ, or turn on Charlotte, kick ass, angry violent heel she would she probably would choose being that heel. There's more longevity. Look, she's, she's a veteran. She's been around the, the industry a lot of years, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, 14 years, whatever, Becky's working. She's she's not a rook. Um, she gets it. She knows. So I think it's great. So I love the way they booked her. I like what they're doing with her. Again, I didn't see a, a chunk of the stuff on SmackDown, so bear with me. But I'm talking about what I saw at SummerSlam. I liked it um, a lot. Ivan, thank you for the, for, the, uh, for the question on the Facebook gimmick. All right, so what do we got here? Josh Grant. The new apron spots. He's talking about the apron of the ring, folks. Are they worth the risk? Are they the new headshots of pro wrestling? Josh, thank you for the question. I got to tell you, this is a great question by Josh Grant. Very intriguing. Uh, and quite frankly, I've never thought of it like that. And then when I read this gentleman's question, I'm like, wow, he really got me thinking here. Um, because you do see a lot more. In the past couple of years, you see a lot of spots on the apron. And I got to be honest. During my uh, prime and during my years, and and I, you know, I kind of wrapped up in the ring in the early two thousands ish. Um, so I'm not exactly a full dinosaur. I'm I'm probably a half dinosaur. But um, there wasn't a ton of spots on the apron. Like you kind of just like avoided it. It wasn't like anyone said, "Oh shit, we gotta avoid the apron. It's it's dangerous." And it, and when I, you know, obviously I joke around about the hardest part in the ring, and I did stuff in the past about that on the Taz show, but I used to say that when I was a commentator because it was a fucking shoot. It was the truth because it is the hardest part of the ring. Uh, (laughs) It is. There's nothing there. It it, it hurts. And now a lot of these other commentators and play-by-play guys, they hack yours truly, but that's what happens. You get hacked and you get no credit. But um, it is the hardest part of the ring, and you do see, to Josh Grant's question point, you do see a lot of spots high spots on the apron it's totally totally true and um as i think about it i'm surprised because it it there's not a lot of room right think about the look like, you don't have to be like a you know uh uh the master in physics but think about it. there's not a lot of room you know it's i'm trying to think the the width of that's a wwe uses a 20 by 20 ring so that apron That apron width of the apron is probably, oh, shit, I don't know. I never measured it. It's probably 24 inches from the bottom rope-ish, somewhere around there from the ropes, maybe a teeny bit bigger. I've never measured it, but you're talking about some big, let's just talk about the guys and not the girls for a second. You're talking about a lot of big guys, big-bodied humans that are averaging 240, 260 pounds, that are that are you know landing on this thing here, so it's yeah, it's a there's not a lot of width, not a lot of room there for that. So it's that part's dangerous. Besides how hard it is, the problem with the width of it is right because now when you when you, when you take a bump off it you you you're landing halfway on it, and you're seeing some crazy spots on the apron. So it's, yeah, I I get what you're saying, dude, and and it's a great point by you, and I um I don't um. I don't think it's a good move. I think it's, uh, I, I, I think guys need to be a little smarter with it. It's dangerous. And uh, and it could definitely be scary watching it. So now are they the new head shots of, of pro wrestling? So Josh is speaking of, for those that don't know, is chair shots. Um, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't go that far, Josh, only because you're not, it's dangerous, but not as dangerous as someone taking a steel fucking chair and wrapping it around your fucking skull okay and i've had it happen to me many times and i've hit guys with chairs many times and we were all idiots and we didn't realize the after effects of years later with concussion and that's why and i'm so happy that you don't see it really much anymore especially in wwe you don't see fucking chair shots to the head and and it's cool and for those that are newer to my content here i've talked about that in the past where when i was in tna and with the people we had in the fucking room in the agent meetings and the and the booking meetings and some people and i'm not gonna fucking sit here and shoot names out but i got so mad at least two or three times and 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 got and agents and creative people suggesting uh oh, we're gonna do a chair shot i'm like yo guys did we not realize what's going on like you know with fucking concussions and with the problem with guys and i've been concussed and several of us in this room been concussed and we're gonna fucking still do chair shots like really you know and then it would, a lot of times it would veer away i, I used to get so mad and it's this was when all the awareness was out there. And some people, and I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just not fucking naming names, but that shit used to piss me off. I'm sorry, I just vented and, and uh, you know, cursing like a sailor. But, um, I, no, I don't think, Josh Grant, I do not think that the apron high spots and the danger of them are the new headshots of pro wrestling. I think that's a tiny bit of a little bit of a stretch, but you, sir, uh, awesome question, and uh, thank you for contributing. I appreciate that. Uh, Tony Mattis, M-A-T-I-S. If WWE can ever do anything edgy or not quite TV fourteen, but close enough to do it without going too far, uh, it's kind of weird. There's a little question mark at the end. If WWE can ever do anything edgy, I guess he's saying if uh, or can they do whatever? I I get the point, Tony um and yeah, it can go a little bit and push a little bit but you know in this day and age wwe is not fucking playing that game dude they're a publicly traded company they make millions upon millions upon millions millions and millions to close to billions of dollars but their tv contracts that they're just the two new ones they just signed so for raw and smackdown this is their, their their network is just barreling through uh and flourishing they are not there's no reason dude tony there's no reason for them to do anything edgy anything with blood or violence over the top or sexuality or or, or cursing or there's no reason for what they're, they're kicking ass right now what, what do they need to change shit for they're making a lot of money you know what i mean tony good question dude but no no i i, I don't i don't think they need to those days are gone In those days of the hardcore stuff and and the Attitude error and all that stuff, that's gone. That's gone in WWE. It's gone. There's no need to go back to it unless shit starts falling apart. Although, there's just really, if you think about it, what, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Things are going great for them for the most part. I mean, they selling out every building? No, but they, they're doing well. I mean, right? I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. I mean, they really are. They're doing really, really well. So, you know. Um, here we go. Eric Lewis Sr. Okay. Do you think there will be more mega indie shows in the future in other places than the normal cities? Thanks, Taz. Love the free lunch. You got it, Eric. So mega indie shows, all in, right? Uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, and and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, what they're doing, you know, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, you know, what the the, the the all in gigantic event that's happening uh what is it next week right september 1st in chicago that's that's friday i think it's friday yeah next friday this coming friday i should say i don't know when you listen to the shit but yeah and that's in chicago uh at the sears center arena so um massive massive deal uh this show is fucking huge okay (laughs) there is a uh ton of talent on the show and uh, they 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 just it's packed it's packed it's gonna make it's making money already it's gonna make more money i guess at the gate and 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 the concessions and all this shit uh you got the nwa world heavyweight championship with what uh, nick aldis as champ against cody rhodes cody uh roh world title with, with jay letha as a champ against a battle world winner old school booking here that's old school booking uh joey janela versus hangman page and okada versus monty scroll it's great it's a great card uh, Chris Daniels, Stephen Mell, there's tons of great stuff. The Bucks and Kota Abushi against Mysterio, Bendito and Phoenix. It's it's just it's sick. The card is sick. Omega versus Pentagon Jr., um uh Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, Brett, Britt Baker, uh Tessa Blanchard, awesome uh, ladies there. Uh big ass battle royal, Rocket Romero, Brian Cage, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, there's tons, tons, Cole Cabana, tons of talent this thing. I mean, it's just the whole card is just and every time you look at social media It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger There's more and more talent um, Everything The whole Ring of Honor thing, everything involved with this Obviously Cody and, and, and the Bucks And all stuff, awesome stuff Awesome, the way this is being done The way this is being pushed, the way it's being built Most of the stuff strictly through social media Right? Um, awesome, I mean awesome And will it happen again? Um, do I think it'll be more normal For the future? Yeah fucking damn right eric lewis senior because dude they set the tone they showed you it can be done i mean shit ring of honor i don't look at them as an independent and i don't look at new japan as an independent either but they combined and they they fucking sold out the garden in a few minutes master square garden dude so i mean like all the companies besides wwe are flourishing and the mega indie shows i think will be more than a thing in the future now I do think you got to be careful. I do think you got to be careful. Just let's not have too many of them, or well, then you overstay your welcome, and then you kind of it loses its the special feel of it. But I'll tell you what, man. I never. I got to be honest. On a side note, Eric, thank you for the question. I never, on a side note, uh, just side note, I never thought that it would come to this, and I mean that in a positive uh, vein. I never thought it would come to that. <laughs> You could have independent wrestling, independent pro wrestling, not just flourish, but but just completely kick ass, and guys and girls making good money um, with big shows like this. I never thought this would happen. I always thought WWE was just a just steamrolling everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, TNA made a little noise back in the day. I know, you know, obviously Ring of Honor and stuff like that. But dude, this like like for st- stuff like this, these big independent shows and and uh, obviously Ring of Honor is involved with the All In deal, but. You know it's really it's fucking awesome it's fun to see it's great I never thought I just never thought it would happen I guess I was being too pessimistic. I just didn't think it would ever happen and it's really really cool it really is so it's it's really nice to see because it shows you that talent you have you have more spots to look, look guys like Cody Rhodes right so if you're in w w e you're a wrestler and you're unhappy you know and now you you look at someone like Cody. And you look at what he's doing on the independent scene, and I think we talked about this recently, and you look at what he's doing on the independent scene, and you're like, "Wow, holy shit, this guy, and you're in WWE and you're like not happy or whatever. you're on the road a lot, and you know you're not making great money, everybody thinks you're making billions, but you're not making billions. And you're like, "Shit, man, you know, what the hell am I doing this for? Look at Cody, look how well he's doing. He's his own boss, he does what he wants. And he looks like he's having fun. He's doing great. Yeah, I agree. He's also a very talented guy and spent a lot of not just years in WWE and learning the business end of things, besides being an excellent talent and on the mic and in the ring. But, you know, his dad is the late, great Dusty Road. So this young man grew up in the business with his brother Goldust, who's arguably one of the better talents of all time, underratedly, in ring I'm talking about dustin Rhodes is a fucking stud so i mean you know cody uh, he comes from pretty good uh, genes you know <laughs> he grew up in a business so it's tough to get paid stuff to him but i think that he definitely is uh an inspiration probably for a ton of uh, talent out there that maybe in wwe that are unhappy you know that that like wow i could leave here and just really you know just just do do more and and have fun and just not not be miserable and all this shit i mean I, yeah I, if i was in my prime that's how i would think if if i was unhappy in wwe and I'm not, I'm not saying everybody's unhappy in wwe i'm just saying that that's how i would look at it i mean because cody is he, he's kind of setting that tone i mean right i mean he really is i mean that's not missing something shit i mean he really is so it's impressive it really is impressive and and um you know, I don't um you know, I, I only wish the best for all these guys and girls that are outside of WWE and I wish the best for the guys and girls inside WWE. I, I just I, I'm I'm an advocate for pro wrestling. I'm an advocate for talent, you know, applying their craft and and doing their thing and and, and I think it's great. I think it's great. Now, now. Will we see Cody and the Bucks and Omega and WWE sooner rather than later? Well, that could happen. A lot of these contracts are coming up as a lot of people know, and that could happen. That definitely could happen. So, you know, I mean, that's that's a big deal. So, uh, you know, that could happen. But, And that would be epic. That would be epic. Now, let's just for a second pretend if that were to go down like that, you know, if that were to go down like that, I mean, would, you know, would Cody uh, be down or would, would WWE, I should say, be down with letting Cody, you know, do his thing, you know, would they be down, let him do his thing instead of booking him like they did when he was there, you know, that's to me is the million dollar question as far as as Cody, forget about the bucks for a second, forget about the greatness of Kenny Omega for a second, that's the thing I'm talking about, you know, would that happen, you know, that's what I'm wondering, so it's, you know, it's, it's, um, (laughs) <laughs> it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting uh interesting time for sure and it's good for pro wrestling in general it, it really is good for pro wrestling in general um hey guys so real quick i want to let you know like um you know you hear people say oh no big deal you know it, you know if you're driving and and you know the risk it's like oh no big deal you know the risk of driving drunk there, there could be a crash people could get hurt uh or killed okay in the worst case or you know Uh, You could get arrested. You can incur a gigantic legal expense. Massive. I know someone that this happened to as far as legal expense. Okay, you could even lose your job, maybe a job that you worked at forever to get. You knew the consequences of driving drunk, and you were wrong when you said, ah, it's no big deal. Too drunk to drive means too drunk for complicated apps. Safer ride is the simplest possible way to get home safe and only has three self-explanatory buttons on the home screen. You can call a friend, locate or call a cab company, or bring up a map of your current location. Help NHTSA end drunk driving by doing your part and use NHTSA Safer Rider app to get home safely. Okay, it's important, guys. Okay, drive sober or get pulled over. Okay, it's it's really that simple. Um, Now, lastly, uh, Jamie... Jamie Irwin I'd like to know Taz's general thoughts On wrestling journalists I know he's friends with Mike Johnson But does he think They have the proper credentials And expertise to critique Matches like they often do And is their work Legitimate and Or good for the business Jamie thank you for the question Um, I've talked a lot about wrestling journalists Um, I'm going to be Blunt you know, and I don't think this is going to shock too many folks. I, there are not a ton that I, um, hmm, that I, 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 that I respect. Um, there aren't a ton. Um, Mike Johnson, I've, I've witnessed Mike Johnson. I've witnessed Dave Shearer years ago, like an ECW. I've witnessed these guys go to events. I've witnessed them. Uh, you neither of these guys wrestled, but I've witnessed what, what, the guys that work for PW Insider Their passion for the industry and how they cover the industry I've witnessed it And I know some of the contacts that they have yeah, They have contacts And some of the other guys without naming names have contacts But I i gotta tell you I, When it comes to this stuff, I gotta be frank I'm a little bit with some of the other journalists And stuff like that Like I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to this I'm one of these guys That i I, I believe in If you lived it, I wanna hear you talk about it If you know what it's like to be in a ring and sweat and grind I want to hear about it Not that you're not allowed to talk about wrestling Not that that other people that are journalists That cover wrestling aren't allowed if they never wrestled I'm not saying that I'm not even implying that I'm telling you what I prefer now I cover sports radio I'm, I'm a sports radio host and I cover sports I cover the NBA I never played uh, in the NBA I never played basketball I cover the NFL I never played in the NFL But I played college football and high school football And I coached it So I feel I can definitely You know I give you a little insight there for sure uh, I played baseball when I was younger I never played uh, you know college ball or pro ball And I cover major league baseball So I give I get paid to do that That's my job Now I, I give an opinion on it just like a lot of wrestling journalists give opinions on wrestling. I think that's okay. Um, I think, you know, to each his own, whatever you as the listener, you as the fan want to hear. If you respect Joe blows opinion that never been in the ring and you like the way he talks about SmackDown or what he said on what he broke down a ring of honor pay-per-view then cool. Then that's great. Good for him. And good for you. Um, Me, in regards to the business, the wrestling business, I I f- I feel like I if someone's going to talk about anything like the intricacies of of working, I think you, you just for me I want to hear someone who's who's worked. Um, I'm a little snob when it comes to that, and that's that. You know. Um, now, uh, do I think that they have the proper credentials uh, or expertise? I mean, that's I don't know, dude. I mean, Jamie, I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't know what proper credentials are. There really is. It's not like covering real sport. There really is, to be blunt, there, there really is no way to, you know, no, a credential is not. The closest you're going to get to credentials and being part of the media of pro wrestling is maybe getting a backstage pass or being in a conference call and WWE lets you in. I don't know. I guess that's it. I don't do that shit. But I guess that's I guess that would mean they have the credentials. Uh, you ask me, do I feel like their work is legitimate and good for the business? It depends. Um, some of the guys that have been doing it for a lot of years, uh, would I say it's legitimate? Well, I think they're legitimately passionate. Um, do I think it's good for the business? Yeah, I think it's good for the business. I have no problem. I think there's a place for it in the business. That's a better way to put it. Um, so anyway, that's just just my stance on it. You know, so I I'm 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 not I don't hate on it. It's just for me, if I was gonna listen to re- anything wrestling related, like I just that's what I want to hear. Um But with sports, I'm a little different. I I like to hear the guy that played the sport, but I also don't mind the play-by-play guy or the other guy in the booth or radio or whatever that didn't play it, as long as he's got a good opinion and he's not forcing some fucking silly hot take, because I hate that shit. When guys just try to be confrontational or try to act controversial, and it's fucking forced, I can't stand that shit. Okay? That's half the fucking people. Now, let me just fucking calm down. Some of the people in sports radio that don't work for the company I work for do that shit, and it burns my ass. Uh, anyway, so that's it. So that's a that's, that's, that's great way to end episode 600. Just uh, my ass burning, you know, anger. All right, guys, let's appreciate you guys downloading this episode of the Taz Show. You know I love you. All right, I'll get you a couple more times this week here. I'm Taz, you not. Adios. space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause